What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. It's not about how do we do this and not get hurt. That's not the point. If we don't want to get hurt, if we don't want to get bruised, if we don't get sad, we're, we're doing the wrong things, right? We're, don't be a photographer, don't be a business owner. But if you really want to make an amazing impact, it's learning how to dance with that fear. Like, there's no way to eliminate the fear and all of that. It's just learning to be more comfortable with it. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Welcome, my friends. Welcome back to the Art and Soul Show. You guys, I am so excited to dive into today's interview. Nate Grayhick founded Sticky Albums in 2012. He's a former portrait photographer and corporate trainer who loves anything radio-controlled. Now, what I love about Nate is his heart and his passion helping photographers. He loves marketing, and specifically storytelling marketing. Marketing can be such an interesting topic, and it's so easy to get overwhelmed with everything and then do absolutely nothing. In today's episode, we dive in with Nate from Sticky Albums to tackle some big questions like, how can I get more clients? Let's get started. All right. I am so excited to welcome Nate to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Lisa, so much for being here. It's an honor. I feel like sometimes we share a brain. I cannot. I'm just so excited we get to chat today. <laughs> Me too. Okay. So I would love if you could share with our listeners, if you can tell who you are and what you are passionate about. Okay. Uh, my name is Nate Grayek. I founded Sticky Albums 12 years ago. 
uh, as a marketing platform to help photographers get more clients. The last eight years in my whole career, I'm passionate about education. Actually, that was my first career. I have my master's degree in training. And I just, I think that in a world of confusion and complexity, uh, the good news is when we sit down, take time to learn from people who have been there, learn processes, leverage technology, that really amazing success is possible. And it's through education. I completely agree. Love, love, love. I love that you touched on complexity too, because, um, and simplicity, like for example, Apple, Yeah. right? Like when Apple first came out and Steve Jobs like was looking at Apple, making things as simple as possible for people to learn for someone who wasn't maybe super tech friendly, they were able to dive in. And I love that you're taking that spin and putting it towards education too. Thank you. I, I just think that I would get bored if I was just running a software company, but every day I get excited helping people teach. And what some of the examples I want to share today, I like just saying it up front because there's some, the elephant in the room sometimes is, oh, it's Nate. He's just going to come and sell sticky. It's like, no, I want to sell. I want to promote and educate marketing tactics that work. I mm. care and I'm passionate about helping people simplify and unlock the, 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 their mindset, which we'll talk about today, and other things, other complexities that get in their way of, of doing good marketing online with any tools that are out there. The, I am the first to admit that there are liter literally dozens of tools out there that can help you in your business. So it's not about the tool anymore. It's about how you use it and the strategy behind it. And that's what I get passionate about coming to work to do every day. I love it. So the biggest topic we get from our students and listeners is how can I book more clients? What three strategies could they implement today to start working towards booking more clients? Yeah, I'll start generic, a big picture, really. Um, it's kind of a mantra. It's just be generous. Mm. Every part of your marketing will break if people start to feel like you're desperate. It's kind of like going to a job interview and you're desperate. If your marketing reeks of scarcity or what discounts or this, that, and the other, it's not, it's just going to make everything look bad. One of the most valuable long-term ways to invest in your company is to invest in partnerships with other small businesses. And the way you do that is by being generous. Think of a unique creative way that only you can help another small business owner in your community. And you're not going to get leads this week. But if you get one of those types of relationships, it can send you dozens and dozens of leads for years to come. The other part that's a little bit more pragmatic, I know everybody gets so overwhelmed with a thousand different social media platforms that we're all supposed to be managing <laughs> and publishing and posting to authentically all the time. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> right? I'm just so over so, so much about social media. I think the quickest ROI there is making sure that you're telling your client's story. I'll probably quote four times today, the business book, uh, Building a Story Brand. It's about helping. You want to be the guide, not the hero. You want your, your clients to be the hero. So all of your marketing all of your social media should not be about you. People don't really care that much about you. They care about how you're helping your clients. So even if it's not your own social media, I tell people, make sure you have reminders and excuses and things built into your process for your clients to 
go live, to live stream, to post to their social media. One post from your client about you is worth 100x your post about yourself to your feed, right? Find creative ways. I know a lot of people have like cool murals or something in their studio so that when the client is there, they like take a selfie in front of the mural and they they tag your business. Oh my God, <gasps> that is worth so much more than, again, than you just posting about what you had for breakfast. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. I'm like taking notes myself <laughs> because that is awesome. And to touch on, this is really funny because we, we were talking before we went live or we went recording about books. And it's so funny that you mentioned Donald Miller's story brand because yeah. I just cracked it open on Saturday and started reading it. <laughs> just in time, his new one's coming out. He's got another one coming out in like two months. I'm excited about marketing made simple or something like that. But at first, it's it's just like I I'm actually considering going to Nashville to get certified as a guide just because I I love the concepts so 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 much. It's so great. yep yep the story. I love it. Okay, so I know the power personally of having email marketing systems, but many photographers do not. What are four ways having an email marketing system can benefit a photographer? Um, the, okay, the first part of that answer, in short, is it can help potential customers um, learn more about you and learn more about what it is your, your specialty is without having to book. And the huge aha I had about a year ago, because this happened to me when I started my photography business too, where I think it happens to everybody, whether you're like six months or six years in, you go to your website and you're like, God, is something broken? Like it reminds me, <laughs> yes, right? Like it reminds me of like when I was a kid and like you call, you call your friend up like, Hey, did you call me? Cause I just want to see my phone was broke. Like what it used to work. I used to get a bunch of leads. I used to get a bunch of clients and now all of a sudden nothing. And what, this is the hard truth. And I'll explain myself, but I believe that a lot of photographers' websites have never worked. It's not that they all of a sudden break. It's that they haven't ever worked. It's, and it's how I define working. When I first started, I got like a lot of people. I got all my clients from people who, guess what, already knew, liked, and trusted me. And so they were booking me for those first six months or a year despite my terrible website. Yep. <laughs> and, and I, I would give referrals and people like, Oh God, maybe, maybe I'll just give them the phone number. I, I'm not going to give them the website. Cause that's terrible. That's not what Nate is really like. That's just his ugly website. He's, I promise, prom, I tr trust me. He's really fun to work with. They'll take great pictures. Um, so back to email, I think the real job of your website is actually let's back up the real job of, of marketing. The way we should evaluate the value of your business, the value of your marketing is how well, it can turn a stranger into a booked client mm. that imagine you're pitching your business in front of the shark tank. I love that, that show. That's how other business owners would, that they value other businesses is how well do they have systems in place that consistently predictably turn a stranger into a client. That is really hard to do. Yeah. And that's what your website can't do all by itself. It needs more and so that's where what, where email comes into play, where it, it allows you to give your visitors a gift in exchange mm -hmm. for a lead. So that gives them a chance, a time to, to know, like, and trust you, and then eventually turn them into a client. 
And I love that. The no like trust factor is huge. It's huge it, because, you know, it's all about building relationships. And I think right? often we often we forget. We like we just think, oh, like you see the dollar bills and that ends up just being stinky and repelling. And mm -hmm. when you focus on building those relationships and serving from your heart and being part of these incredible memories that we are serving our clients for, you're able to change that story and change your marketing message too. Oh, perfect. All right. So I would love to dive into a little bit about automated email marketing because mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot of confusion around it, about it not being authentic, about anything that is automated feels cheesy or salesy. And I think a lot of photographers really want to avoid that. Um, I know I do, but I also mm -hmm. use automated marketing systems. And I think it would be great if you could just share on, because you're the expert on what it is and how to use it. Lisa, I just have to pause and say, you're, the order of your questions is amazing. I think listeners of the show can probably already tell that you've put in the extra work to make the content in this podcast so actionable and easy to understand because of the order. The order matters. And these questions are so perfect. So first we talk about like what's possible and why you need email. But this happens time and time again. People will say, Nate, my inbox is full of newsletters. I don't... Why do my clients or visitors on my website, why would they ever want to subscribe to my newsletter anymore? Isn't that so like year 2000? When you hear all of the people raving about the power of email, every business, uh, Donald Miller himself says, if you're not using email marketing, you are missing out. It's the way marketing is done today. They're not talking about a newsletter. That's what I call old school marketing old school email marketing. Again, I'll quote Donald. He said, like when, when you say, Hey, want to subscribe to my newsletter? It's like asking somebody to go to a movie. Like what you got to tell me what the movie's about first, or I'm not interested And the flip side is what every brand needs is an email nurturing sequence. So mm -hmm. for example, if you are a family photographer, say, Hey, thanks for checking us out. Do you want to download our free email crash course? on how to take better pictures with your smartphone. So you're telling people the movie they're coming to see up front. That is something, you, is, is everybody gonna wanna download that thing? No, but the people who care about the things you care about, the things you're gonna teach about, they will. And finally, that's like the offer, what it looks like on your website, but where it really is different is you're setting that expectation on the back end of. I'm not going to just spam you once in a while with sales about me. I'm going to send you two weeks of tips, period. That's, and that's people say, yeah, I want that. And you don't have to worry about what to write. That's the next thing we'll chat about, I'm sure. How do you keep up with a monthly newsletter that is interesting and engaging? And when you don't, everybody kind of falls off. So instead, investing in a really good nurturing sequence means that you can legit set it and forget it. And as soon as you get a new lead, it's automatically delivered to them over the next few weeks um, in a way that it, you don't have to do anything. When people say like, set it and forget it, this is exactly what they're talking about. I have my, I, so I, every year I do holiday mini sessions. And mm -hmm. um, over the past, the last, two years ago, I booked out in, oh gosh, three hours, wow. six, 60 sessions. And then yeah. this past year, I booked out in 30 minutes with 60 sessions Yep. because the power of having an email system. 
And what I've mm-hmm. actually done is I've got it already set up. So it will go out in August. It's preset mm-hmm. so I can set it and forget it. So the work is done. <laughs> and here's, I want to dig into this. This is so great. I love hearing these stories. And I, what I want, we're going to talk about mindset in a minute. And I think what is also hard is a lot of your listeners have heard success stories like yours, right? And yeah. what I want to clarify is you're not going to get those success stories overnight. No. What Lisa, Lisa <laughs> has done, it's taken her years to build that list by what was the first thing I said at the top of the call? Being generous. Yeah. There's an analogy I use that your email list is like a sponge, right? If you're constantly squeezing your sponge, meaning, hey, there's a sale tomorrow. Hey, I've got a sale this weekend. Hey, there's a little, little, guess what? Your sponge will be dry and it'll never fill up again. Lisa spends all year long giving value, interesting content, interesting things that aren't about her, things that her audience cares about. And then once or twice a year, hey, I'm doing a mini session. Sponge is full, squeeze a sponge, fill your calendar. That is how that works. And so I don't want people to think that when they're first launching a list and they're trying to send a sale and they don't get anything, that something's wrong with them. It just takes time to invest in that whole process. But I would argue it's one of the most important things you should prioritize. Yep. I agree. And unsubscribes happen. Mm -hmm. And the first ones, they hurt. Right. But they don't kill (laughs) you. And they say, I release them with love. And you know what? what I, for the first couple of years, Nate, oh my gosh, like the unsubscribes would kill me because these were like former clients or potential clients, people I knew. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, they don't like me anymore. And what I really came to terms with was maybe their inbox is full. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just like tired of hearing about stuff. Maybe they just aren't interested in photography. Maybe they had a fight with their husband this morning and said, I don't want family photos anymore. That totally. is all okay. None of those reasons have anything to do with me or my work. So it's so important, <laughs> right? <laughs> we have to have all of those those like better excla- explanations. It's almost like remember like, when you wake up in the morning, in the middle of the night, you hear a noise downstairs or somewhere in your house. Yeah, that's the type. <laughs> that's the part of our brain that starts making things up in our photography business of why people aren't booking us. And I always tell people when if you're sick of somebody ghosting like an inquiry looks at your pricing and then ghosts, they're not ghosting because they think your work sucks. If they didn't like your work, they would have never inquired. Yeah, They're ghosting because they're overwhelmed in their life. Because maybe it's not totally clear what's included when they hire you, or they're just distracted. It's almost never the thing we're most insecure and afraid of. Mm-mm. And honestly, and follow up with them. Just yeah. follow, follow up. And because honestly, the more no's that you get in your life, the easier they are to take. Amen. So true. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to switch uh, to another question, my friend. Yes. So getting started with email marketing can seem really overwhelming, confusing, and frustrating. What ways can a photographer tiptoe into setting up an email marketing system that will work for them? Yeah, this is a, a project management I'm terrible at them. I'm just, I'm I'm like ADD squirrel mentality. (laughs) And so I've had to teach myself this strategy myself is it's focusing on this simplest version of getting live. What does that look like when, once it's live and published and going, and then what is the end goal and how do I work backwards from there? Mm 
So here's where a lot of people get stuck is they go, they see it like we classically compare ourselves to other photographers. We go, oh, they've got this cool pop-up on their website that's offering blah, blah, blah. How do I get that? That's not where you start. You don't start with the pop-up. You end with the pop-up. You first have to decide what tips, what emails are you going to send them? And mm-hmm. don't worry about tools. Just write, e- write in word, a Word doc, write, write it out by hand first. Write 10 cool tips that you know your target client would love to hear about. Then you start to build that into um, an automated email, some kind of tool that can easily schedule those emails to go out in the first week or two. And then once that's done, then you last step, you add the pop-up to your website that then connects to those emails and automatically sends them all out. Um, I'm wondering what to write about. The next step is start with a template. It's so much easier to be an editor than an author. Uh, There's so many photographers that sell email templates, buy a template, customize it, make it your own. Within Sticky Email, we have a library of templates that are included. So you just start with a template that that fits for your niche. So like in newborns, we have one by Anna Brandt. It's like 10 things that I wish every parent knew about uh, newborn photography or resources or something like that. So you can launch it really quickly and just customize that copy yourself. Yep. I love it. And I think, you know, you said like talking to your target client and figuring out who that dream client is, is so important in order to have that conversation with them. You have to know who they are. I think it's a good reminder that people are shopping, at least you hope, right? You, you want to attract people that are shopping for more than just a photographer. Yeah. And once we accept that, then know that your experience as a newborn photographer, as a wedding photographer, as a, like you've been to more weddings as a wedding photographer than anybody else in your, your circle. You've soothed and swaddled more newborns than your clients ever have or ever will. That wisdom is worth so much and your target audience is dying to learn from you and to hear those tips from you. Even if it's not directly related to photography, once you start being seen as a trustworthy person, as an expert, when they do decide they want to hire a photographer, you're the first person they think of. It's so funny because when you know your craft and when you know that you have become an expert or even when you are further ahead than a lot of people on their journey and especially further ahead than your target clients, we often forget what it's like to have that beginner's mind or the things that those little nuggets that will get them so much further because we're looking at it because we're so much further down the path. When you spin it and you look at those tiny little things that will make the biggest difference, like the soothing, like, you know, especially for newborn photography, it, oh, the, like, ugh, nuggets, Nate, nuggets. Yeah. I love it. I love this conversation. <laughs> it's so good. I think that there's a mantra I like to, to say, if you wouldn't do it in person, then don't do it online. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's another issue we want to resolve for people is that the reality is our, our, the way most photographers are in person is fine, right? It's, I think if I were to tomorrow give you like five phone live phone conversations with potential clients, I bet a lot of listeners would close four out of the five, right? That's not the problem that a lot of people have. When you're face-to-face, when you're on the phone with somebody, I think that's okay. 
But for, for whatever reason, most marketers online, what we put on our websites, what we put on our social media, it's, it's miles apart from who we truly are yeah. or how we truly act in person. So for example, if you had coffee with, let's just say you're having coffee with a potential uh, pregnant new family, right? You wouldn't introduce yourself with, hey, I'm St. Paul's uh, top award-winning uh, newborn photographer. It's really nice to meet you. Guess what I had for breakfast this morning? Like, we wouldn't start with us. Our websites always start with us. Nobody cares. Nope. What you would do is like, oh my God, you're like you, in a very like with, full of wisdom way, ask a question mm-hmm. that empathizes yep. with where they're at and the problems they're probably struggling with today. That's what a real human being does. And the good news is we can do that. We can act like really good human beings in our websites and in our marketing. And that's, that's the shift that I see happening and that I get really excited about. Oh, humanizing marketing. Yummy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So fun. So fun. Okay. So beyond email marketing, what are some other marketing ideas that you've seen to be super successful? I love it. Let's go. So um, I think the obvious one, if you haven't watched it, Simon Sinek, start with why. It's it's just more on this idea. So that's the bigger picture. We always like to talk about what we do, but instead we should talk about why we do it and why it's so important. That's what people care about. I think that Donald Miller is taking it a little bit more pragmatic on our website. And there's this great concept. I'm even on a workshop and I I snuck ahead and I looked at your website, uh, Lisa, and we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, workshop yours along with others that I've seen. Uh, We can do this together. I think it'll be fun. So there's this idea that we need to start with the problem that we solve. Instead of the medicine, hey, we're photographers, we take pictures. What are the problems we solve? That should be the hero headline, top big, bold words on our website right from the beginning. Because again, you wouldn't say, hey, I'm St. Paul's best wedding photographer award-winning actually in person over coffee, why do we put it as our, I think we've got trapped into thinking with some SEO strategy. Like we got to put our yeah. city in our name in the headline. Guess what? Google doesn't care about that anymore. Seriously, we're, we're all stuck in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. It's so true. So here, here's some contrasts. I want people to listen to this. So I just did a quick Google in St. Paul. And here's what I, everything came up is like St. Paul's best newborn photographer. What if instead it was art made with love? That's Lisa's. Or here's some I just workshop beforehand. Capture this amazing moment so you can look back on it forever. Or push pause on this moment forever. And finally, if there's a little negative one, you want to needle the pain point, say newborn portraits, you'll want to hang on the wall for years to come. Mm. So hear how... That is speaking to the problem they're looking for. So when I'll, I'll, let's take it out of photography for a second. If there's just somebody on the street that's saying, hey, I've got some ibuprofen. Do you want some ibuprofen? Even if you have a headache, you're not going to trust that person. You're like, what? No, weird. What, what's going on? No, but if you're like at a coffee shop and even if it's a stranger and you're like rubbing your head and they ask you a question, hey, are you, I, I, do you have a headache? It's, I know it can be so frustrating when the way it can like impact your day and get in the way of what you're trying to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I do. When they wait for the answer, 
then they actually have some ibuprofen. I still don't recommend taking ibuprofen from strangers at coffee shops, but <laughs> I think you guys hear the distinctions there. When we start with the problem, people will stop. And they, that's when they'll stop and listen to seeing how you might have the medicine to help them. Mm, so good. So good. I can't wait. I, this is so much fun. You're, you're setting it up. You're just like, a, I feel like I'm playing t-ball. Your questions are just like these perfect, awesome, like, things. Right. Oh, it's so fun. I'm the pitcher and you're like just hitting it out of the park, Nate. Oh, with your help. It's so fun. Okay. So this is a really big one. And I know that we both love talking about this. So what is the biggest block photographers face when it comes to marketing? Yeah. And just running a business in general. I think yeah. that um, the good news here, guys, this is delicate, but I just want to be frank. The data is, we can no longer ignore it. As creative entrepreneurs, the rate of ADD, the rate of depression, the rate of anxiety, all of those things are super, super high. And we need to talk about it. We need to just put it out in the open. I've struggled it with it myself. I'm just knowing that your friends who aren't entrepreneurs, your friends who aren't creatives, they maybe aren't going to understand what you're going through the way other entrepreneurs or a therapist or experts will. And I think that hands down, our own insecurities, our own self-doubt is really getting in the way. Um, a good place to start, I simply loved Brene Brown's uh, Netflix special, something about courage or brave. It just, if you yep. just search in Netflix for Brene Brown, it is a pretty impactful one hour that just talks about what it really means to be brave and to be courageous and how, when we finally put ourselves out there, great things come. And it's not about putting up walls or not playing. Like if the, or Seth Godin says, like, let me see if I can do this, this quote. Um, it's not about how do we do this and not get hurt. That's not the point. If we don't want to get hurt, if we don't want to get bruised, or if we don't get sad, we're, we're doing the wrong things, right? We're, don't be a photographer. Don't be a business owner. But if you really want to make an amazing impact, it's learning how to dance with that fear. That, there's no way to eliminate the fear and all of that. It's just learning to, to be more comfortable with it. That's the best I have there. Then just to reiterate, the, the irony here is we get super insecure and self-doubt. But then the other biggest roadblock is that we then go online, like we get this boost of courage and then we start working on our marketing, but we do it focusing too much on ourselves. The same way I was just saying, like, don't make your hero headline about you. Don't make your social media all about you. Always be asking yourself, how can I tell my clients stories? How can I share the things I did with them alongside of them? That is what your potential clients want to hear more about. So word of mouth marketing is crazy powerful. What are some strategies that listeners can use to increase their referrals the right way? Yeah. So I think I've got a, a free course on this, but the one I, I gave earlier about social media, baking in really cool excuses. Like here's one more. If there's another person on the shoot, I know that some photographers get upset when when somebody's trying to take pictures over your shoulder, mm. I think that there's a way to embrace that. Yeah. 
so that they're they're talking about the experience. Guess what, guys? The pictures they get over your shoulder are going to be nothing like the pictures no. that you get. And what you want is them telling the story about the experience. So if anybody's in a niche where you do hair and makeup, you want your clients streaming, posting, talking about that experience. Coming to the order session and posting. For those of you that sell products, the best video content that I... I'm just on a, I have a huge ax to grind here. <laughs> it's the most imp- impactful piece of video that will increase your sales more than anything else this year is set up a camera, even if it's your phone, recording your clients looking at their pictures and prints for the first time. You need to show what you sell, which means, yeah, you need to show mock-ups of artwork on the wall. You need to show all of that stuff. But you also show that amazing one-of-a-kind experience of the reveal. Think of every successful reality show with the move. I always think of like move the bus, the big reveal. That's the moment that everybody's watching the whole show for. So much of photography is about that reveal. Imagine delivering somebody's print album for the first time and having that reaction on camera. That is marketing gold. Oh my gosh. Cause look, it's planting the seed that not only do you deliver pictures, you'd create artwork and you deliver this amazing experience that everybody wants. Video does not have to have audio to it. It can just be a great soundtrack in the back. And that I think is gold. So that's less about word of mouth, more about increasing sales and some basic marketing. I founded this business, um, sticky albums by Help, I did it myself first, my own portrait business, where you create a small custom mobile app for each one of your customers with like 10 to 15 images of the best pictures from the shoot. And you say, hey, thanks. And you put their face on their, their own app icon and say, hey, share this with your friends and family. Uh, and you can have this right on offline saved to your, um, your phone, wherever you go. That's been the... Every time I go back and look at those stats of how many photographers we've, we've helped and how many, it's over like 30 million views. Wow. Um, on, and I don't, I really, I'm beyond caring of which custom mobile app platform or tool you use. I, I think there's some cool, of course, I bias, it's my baby, and we've got some cool features. But the thing I want people to think about when you choose, just do the strategy, period, is it's, it's less about the technology behind it. What I really learned eight years later is sticky albums is less about, it's not an online marketing tool. It's more of like an in-person. So Mm -hmm. what happens is you deliver an album, a simple album. It's not a proofing album because proofing albums don't go viral. They don't get shared because every time they open it, they have to wait for the pictures to download again. Right. But if it's a, a customable app that saves offline, your new mom, guess who she hangs out with? other new moms. And she opens her phone, taps a little icon because she doesn't lose it in her email the way she does other links because it's right there on her home screen. She taps the icon and she gives the phone, her phone to her friends. And as they're passing it around the circle for coffee or for whatever, guess what she's talking about? She's telling the experience of how great it was to work with you. Again, it's not about you specifically. It's about how you help your clients tell their own story, which in there, when they're talking about you, that's just worth its weight in gold also. So custom mobile apps, social media, do all of the other stuff that everybody seems like it's trendy and like 
Facebook ads, I don't like it when people start there. There's so many simple mistakes you can make that will just cost you tons of money. And I think that unless you have a proven system or an expert showing you the way with Facebook ads, don't do it. Because I think it's a way that we hide. It's a, it's a way to not truly be vulnerable. We go back to mindset is the biggest thing holding us back. Guess what? The most surefire way you could spend an hour this week on your business, going and buying another business owner coffee. Mm, yeah. But it's scary. It's scary, right? Are they going to, are they going to like want to hang out with me? Are they going to take my phone call? Are they going to show up? Like it's, I get that it's scary, but that's what's going to work is when you mm. really put yourself out there, you know, the reasons why they wouldn't show up or they won't take the phone call is if you're only focusing on yourself. But if you're focusing on a really creative, innovative way to help them and help their business, they're going to show up. Yeah. I love it. It's so true. Building relationships is everything. It's so everything. And it comes back to generosity. Like we touched on mm-hmm. in the beginning, like generosity will be your secret sauce. Totally. Love it. One of the, I learned this like year two of sticky albums. I didn't even realize how powerful this was, but photographers were creating sticky albums for florists, for boutique clothing stores, baby clothing stores. Instead of going in and saying, hey, I'd love to print some artwork for your wall when guess what? A dozen other photographers have done that this year. Instead, you can walk in, hey, I made you this custom mobile app, a portfolio of your space, of the latest trends or whatever it is. Give them something unique and powerful because so many... Just the digital images nowadays, guys, it's easy for us to forget. If you're ever at like a networking meeting with other business owners, they all need you in a yeah. way that you, they, uh, that you don't necessarily need them. Like you can, your ability to tell a story with a camera, gosh, that's powerful. And when you, you can start there without expecting anything in return, with just being generous, helping them tell their story online. I think it's really powerful. Mm, juicy. I love it. So fun. <laughs> All right. So I would love if you could share a story because we've been talking a lot about stories on this, this mm-hmm. episode today. I would love yep. if you could maybe share a story of someone that who has had a transformation based on marketing. So I want to, this one was big for me. I was kind of in a funk. I'll just, at this, the end of the year, I get a little funky when the up in Minnesota, it's cold and dark. And this one came from Shannon, my lead support superstar and like marketing wizard. She did a coaching call, part of our new built for you service for Melissa Harden. And on the call, I didn't hear about this till months later. She said, Nate, on, on the, her first call, Melissa was so adamant. She's a, a high school senior portrait photographer in a small town America somewhere. She was convinced that no one would ever spend more than $300 on senior portraits because she was already the most expensive. She looked at everybody. She's like, there's just no way anybody could or would or could even afford more. We took her at her words. Okay, fine. We're going to put, put together your email sequence. We're going to build an online pricing guide for you. And since the, her, um, her pricing inquiry funnel has gone live, she hasn't had a sale for less than $1,000. Boom diggity. Um, and that, it just warmed, like, it was so fun to hear that win. I, I do a lot of education, a lot of teaching, a lot of showing people how to fish, how to go make water, well, whatever the analogies are. And <laughs> I know there's a lot, there's a lot of things that get in the way. And when we can, we can help just get stuff live. What's cool is I think we make the mistake of thinking we can increase our sales 
in the sales session. But what I've learned is you actually impact the amount you're going to sell more in the first five minutes, meaning on the website, than you do in the sales session. Think about when you're going to go out to dinner this week, if you were going to go to Outback Steakhouse versus Ruth Chris Steakhouse, you kind of already decided how much you're going to spend, even before you walk in the door. And so it's in those moments. So if see, we've got just a minute left. Um, This is kind of advanced, but what's happening, and again, you can build this with any platform out there. The logistics here is what we've learned is in your email capture form, you first say, hey, thanks for visiting. Do you want to download our seven tips, seven daily, seven, our email crash course on these things along with our online pricing guide? And when you can bundle pricing, because we know that everybody's hunting for your pricing, you will turn way more traffic into leads. So that number, usually like a 5% conversion from traffic to lead is good. We've seen those numbers almost double when you make it the only way people can get your pricing. And instead of emailing a price at PDF, you're giving them a one simple one page website that you can update whenever you want. And it's not all of the details. Nobody wants to know sizes and prices and materials and all of that stuff. You can tell them that later. But in the instantly, if they're searching on your site, within five minutes, they can see a simple, clean, professional pricing guide. That is huge. It gives them exactly what they want. And then you can then, oh, guess what? You also have their email. You can continue to nurture. I guess I could make, I could send a link in the show notes. Would that work? Of it, yeah, what that'd we be mean great. By a, a, mm-hmm. a pricing guide. Sometimes it's hard to see when it's a podcast, but... That's the more advanced stuff we've been helping people do. And I get super, super excited without having to be a salesperson that feels pushy. When you just deliver your pricing in a clean, professional, clear, understandable way, it kind of does the selling for you. Like when you go into Starbucks, we don't question the price, even though we know it's expensive. Nobody's complaining to the cashier, like, why is the venti five, ten dollars, whatever? And you can have that same experience when you deliver your pricing in a clean, concise way. Like, yeah, this is, this is my prices. That's how people start to react to them also. Ah, perfect analogy. Love it. All right. I'm going to pull our little train into the station. So where can our listeners learn more from you? Yeah. So uh, you can check out all of the software we've built and the training I put together at stickymarketingtools.com. Um, anywhere from landing pages to email marketing. But here's something I've been doing lately for everybody to reward you for listening to the end of this episode. My personal email address is nate at stickyemail.com. Please, please, please send me an email saying what was your best takeaway from today's episode? And what what did I ramble on too long about? What What other feedback? I'm open to all of it. What did you like and what can I do better? And I will respond back with our best training and our best offers that we have running whenever you may be listening to this episode. Oh, love it. Thank you so much, Nate. It is so is always just such a treat and pleasure chatting with you. And thank you everyone for listening today. We'll talk to you yeah, soon. Thanks for being here. It was an honor. Cheers. Oh, my beautiful friends. That was a wonderful conversation. I love how Nate talked about Brene Brown's Netflix documentary, The Call to Courage. And I wanted to share this quote with you. I'm going to live in the arena. I'm going to be brave with my life. I'm going to show up. 
I'm going to take chances. And if you're brave with your life, if you choose to live in the arena, you're going to get your ass kicked. You're going to fall. You're going to fail. You're going to know heartbreak. But today I choose courage over comfort. My friends, courage is not the absence of fear. It is moving through fear and doing it anyways. It's posting those images online for feedback. It's raising those prices. It's charging what you are worth. It's creating boundaries for yourself. Now, feeling vulnerable is terrifying. But as Brene says, it's not as hard or as scary or dangerous as getting to the end of our lives and having to ask ourselves, what if I would have shown up? So a question for you to take away to consider, what does showing up mean to you? And how are you flexing and growing your bravery muscle? Because my beautiful friend, you are worth it. You're worth being brave. Sending you so much light and love, and I'll see you next time. Ever wonder how some people seem to effortlessly connect with their clients? Well, my guess is they are using their unique superpowers to their advantage. When you allow more of you to shine through, good things happen. Discover your special superpower at themilkyway.ca slash quiz.